The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. This is the cream in your coffee, your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, the Jewish canon, the physical embodiment of charisma, the most entertaining man in professional wrestling, the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling, the best of the best, Mr. American Rana Davey Wrestling, the 104-minute man, the main event. I'm really, really good at Twitter, the king of taunts, the product David Starr, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast courtesy of the Realm Network here at the Rough House where black people and white people watch wrestling and Hispanic people too and all people. It's like Ricola, but labia. <laughs> Have a sore throat? Have some labia. Oh, man. Hi, welcome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Roughhouse Podcast. Earning that E for explicit yeah. today, baby brother. Uh, in person record. First yes. Time in some time. It's been a hot minute since yeah. I've been able to look in your eyes in person. Oh, so it's, it's buddy. Wonderful. Well, now there's glasses. Yeah, all four of them today. Yes. Hi. <laughs> I've had nothing but coffee and alcohol the past 36 hours. Wow. So I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> did you eat something when you got the iced coffee at least uh well i didn't have an iced coffee oh, today you, oh you did i broke do... the tradition because i usually i roll out of bed and then come right here to yes. record yes. but i had to watch takeover ah okay. so i got up and made coffee at home saved two dollars and fifty cents right on. uh plus another buck for the two dollar uh, the two dollar wake up wraps i don't know whatever they are whatever yeah. i spent yeah yeah I you you, you, sa- you saved some cash yes and you saved yourself the rage that you normally have relative to how they do or do not prepare your ice so hit or correctly. miss right there yeah. so hit or miss at that duncan it kills me but yeah we're we're back at it it's I'm I'm just gonna quote the man. It's time to talk, Chris. It's, it's time to talk. <laughs> it's time to talk. Let's bury pro wrestling for the next two hours. It won't be two hours. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> Who needs two hours of us? I could have gone for two more hours of John Moxley. Just well, we got on we WWE. got two more hours. Of John I, I know. Moxley, I haven't listened to that yet. Um, okay, so let's just break into it. Biggest story of the week is John Moxley, the yeah. former Dean Ambrose. Uh, he's going everywhere this week he's uh, chatty <laughs> yeah uh it started on wednesday with uh-huh. talk is jericho yep. the emancipation of john moxley episode solid title solid title. uh and it, it a lot of people are comparing it to the the cm punk sit down with colt cabana i mean there's certainly some similarities if there is one difference between the two is that i didn't come out of this 
uh, podcast, um, or I didn't come out of the former, the punk podcast, wanting to order steaks so much <laughs> as I do coming out of the Jericho <laughs> one. So I was like, wow, Vince McMahon's a maniac. I need some fucking real yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Omaha Steaks, $59. That's what I need. Also, Arm & Hammer, producing new cat litter. We are the yes. key audience. Yeah, with Venn Diagram, yeah. dead fucking center of that jam. <laughs> <laughs> but to your original point, it I mean- Really, it's the most inflammatory, if that's the right word, uh, podcast on WWE and behind the scenes since Punk. So, yeah, I definitely get those correlations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is definitely fly on the wall. This is how things happened from this guy's perspective. Sure. And 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 I will I will say that because I, I feel like, uh, you know, there are there is a large contingent of people, appropriately so, uh, especially the wrestling reporters of the world, saying, yes. "We've been reporting this for years, yeah. and everyone has said we're full of shit, we're fake news, blah 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 blah." Here's a guy on the inside saying, "This is legit. Yeah. This is where the problems lie. This is this is unfortunately the way the WWE works." And uh, a very short version of John Moxley's uh, breakdown of the internal workings of the WWE for those who have not listened Which to Which we recommend you do podcast. if you have Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I presume the Venn diagram of those who listen to us have already listened to that. <laughs> Fair amount of Pretty rock, high, because yeah. I think it was something like 600,000 downloads. Of- it was the number three podcast on all of Apple Podcasts. I yeah, think. which is crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the short version is WWE is not designed to let pro wrestlers be pro wrestlers. It's designed to make pro wrestlers actors yeah. who read a script. Right. A script that is written in advance and changed extremely last minute right. by an insane 70-year-old man. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The process is just so convoluted, mm-hmm. and everybody, I don't want to say set to fail, but there's it's it's... The way things are set up to be run there yes. doesn't make it easy for people to get over or enjoy their lives, no. enjoy their job, no. or to be able to tell the stories both in and out of the ring that they have kind of always wanted to do. It, it holds them back. Yeah, it, it is micromanaging to the nth degree. Right. It is designed for an audience of one. Yes. Vince McMahon may have gone on record saying, oh, I listen to the audience. Uh, no, no, he doesn't, mm. unless that audience is himself. Uh, he Sometimes. I mean, I look at WrestleMania, I was like, well, we pretty much got everything we wanted. Right, right. That's, but... that's fair. It, it, it's few and far between, right. especially if you are uh, even somewhat of note. It seems like the only person who really has carte blanche to do whatever they want, and even then, it's not really what they want, Maybe a Brock Lesnar, it sounds like. Yeah, but even John that, Cena when he's around. Yeah. Even that, Lesnar's a guy who is 1,000% a mercenary. And he's only in it for himself. Yeah. He doesn't care about the business as a whole. Right. He's looking at that bottom line and how many zeros are on that check. Right. Which is a lot. It's a and, lot of zeros. And he will do what he, he is paid to do. and He'll he do will, it well. He will choose to do it better if he's interested in yes. doing it well. Correct. Uh, but everyone else... Sorry about your luck if you have good ideas and, and interest and all of that. And and that's what we kept getting. The, this this picture was painted of Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, Jonathan Good, whatever you want to call yeah. him, as a guy who loves professional wrestling. He wants to contribute. He wants to 
create his character. He right. wants to paint his pictures, if you will. Do his art. He's got to exactly. do his art. And he ran into a situation where, and you can argue whether this is good or bad, where I sit is on the bad side. Right. Where he was told you need to do A, B, and C. And if you aren't doing A, B, and C, you're fucking up. If you do A differently, do B differently, C differently, you aren't doing what we're paying you to do. And we are going to make it very clear to you in passive aggressive memos and, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, saying one thing to your face and another thing behind the scenes. And uh, basically every single perception that the IWC as fucking weird as it is has of the wwe proven to be at least the majority correct yeah and uh, you know again we have to take this like you said it's through box's experiences and he was a guy at the top of the card Mm -hmm. for a long period of time you know he was one of the the shield you know one of the three main guys that they based the company around obviously roman was the focal point of that yeah but he and Seth were integral in in both brands since their breakup. So, you know, it's not to say that Curtis Axel doesn't get the same sort of uh of, <laughs> of run around, although I don't think Curtis Axel is running into Vince's office and saying, "Hey, I'm not going to do this promo." Right. And and something I don't think that that uh was touched on too much on the podcast is it feels like there is a tipping point. Mm-hmm. He talked about how when the shield broke up, he wasn't supposed to be what he became. Right. He was just supposed to be an also ran and just sort of go into obscurity and that was it. But his and I remember this from, you know, the 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 time post the split, uh, to when he actually became a top guy. Fans were into him. Yeah. Fans were reacting. They're buying his t shirts, they're buying his merch. They were making him into a thing I have versus, Ambrose hoodie. Yeah. And and it wasn't a situation where WWE was saying this is our next guy. It was supposed to be Roman and Seth, right? Not so much Seth and Dean. Yeah, they were doing the blow off, but it was supposed to be Seth gets Seth's the push over, and yeah. see you later, Dean. Well, the crowd got into him, and I th- think if I'm piecing things together correctly, that's where things took a turn. Where if you are a proven commodity, that's when you start getting micromanaged. Right. That's when they start getting up in your shit because it's this idea of, oh, there's a spotlight on me now. How can we monetize this to the most? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How how we can how can we make this our version? Yes. Of things. Something gets over. Yeah. Exploit it. Dollar signs. Right. And the the thing that's unfortunate is you can kind of even see it now. Uh, Becky Lynch. A few months ago, hottest mm-hmm. thing in the company. Feels kind of cold right now. A little bit. And I think it's because of that idea of, well, she got over. She got yeah. over huge. She was the the primary focus of the company. And they just overdid everything with her. Yep. On to the next. Exactly. And, and that's really unfortunate, but that's how these things yeah. seem to go. Oh, the people care let's put all our guys on it vince needs to look through everything he needs to prove everything he needs to have insight and and suggestions for everything and it just gets completely fucked out and uh that results in a guy like dean ambrose a top tier star for the wwe sitting out on injury Watching wrestling, getting excited about wrestling, watching Ring of Honor, watching New Japan, watching Impact, watching mm-hmm. fucking Big Japan death matches, right. watching all these different things going, oh, man, I can't wait to come back and do this. And they go, 
but wait, I can't do any of that. Yeah. And and that's what's depressing. I'm sure that there are some guys in, in professional wrestling um, who are excited to be in that level of employ. They're, oh, yeah. They're excited to not have to call the shots. They're excited to go out there and say what's written for them and do right. the matches that are prescribed to them. But that's not everybody. No. Yeah, he, he, Ambrose or Mox, whatever, he's yeah. a creative type, and he has a love for, you know, the storytelling aspect of the business. And, you know, the in-ring work, as the majority, as we all know, over the past couple of years has taken uh, a, a back burner to, you know, promos and, and mm-hmm. the, the overall story, right. which is most of the time confusing as fuck to follow. Yeah, yeah. Um. <clears throat> But you know, you could hear the the fire in his in his voice. One, his Vince McMahon impression was. Mwah. Uh, I liked his uh, Johnny Ace impression as well. It's <laughs> 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 it it good shit. This yeah. is you. This is, it's this so is you. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, was it? No, no. He, it, it's almost like uh, the 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 Dean Ambrose we wanted to see, and the Dean Ambrose he wanted to be mm-hmm. wasn't what we got because you know Vince didn't know what the character was or didn't know what was well, actually entertaining or at, the, don't at care the least about the, the vision was shit. different yeah 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 and and that's just really what's unfortunate is you have this top tier talent well unfortunate if you're the WWE right is you have this top tier talent that you are effectively pushing away by micromanaging right. them and you know, hearing him on that podcast talk about everything he wanted to do but couldn't and hearing his enthusiasm and where we get stopped, but also now his enthusiasm to be outside of the system yeah. and to do different things. I mean, we're seeing it already. Guys already in, popped up in AEW, mm-hmm. cut the promo of a lifetime after the show. Great promo. Uh, he's popping up uh, on Indie Feds, going against guys like Pentagon Jr. Yes. and Darby Allen. He's gonna be in fucking new japan yeah uh which i would not have thought in a million years like the 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 mixture of the two styles doesn't make sense to me but he himself said he wants to put himself in unique situations to see if he can flourish yeah and if anything i I respect that um after being stifled for so long you have all this pent-up creativity and 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 energy and you just want to go out there and just you know, explode and, you know, take Juice Robinson's uh, U.S. New Japan title or, right, or you right. know, whatever, um, which that match should be fucking great. I'm stoked for it. it yeah, happens, what, yeah. Tuesday? Uh, yes, that, that's going to be on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever the 5th is. Yeah, June yeah, yeah. 5th. Uh, yeah. 4th, Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, basically, between this episode and our next record, there will be <laughs> two major New Japan shows. Oh, fuck Dominion, too. Yeah, because Dominion's on, if I if I recall correctly, isn't Dominion on the 9th? Uh, or is that later? We we will. I, I, I will. I will. I thought check it was the this. six, but they can't do them back to back. Yeah, nights, no, I don't they? think they're doing them back to back. I think last year was Hang on the six. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. Or maybe because June is the six month, Dominion. and that number is in my head because I'm not that bright. Dominion. <clears throat> but you know that that so it's the the finals of the best of the super juniors on uh-huh. the fifth. Um, so it'll be I think um, uh, it, Tagagi it, and uh, Takagi and Ishimori uh, in A block, and then Os- did that already happen or did I miss that? Already happened. It looks like oh, the, 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 <laughs> the the actual finals are going to be Takagi and Will Osprey. Okay, all right. Which uh, 
All indications are that this could actually be an indication of, uh, yeah, June 9th. So uh, the 5th and the 9th okay. uh, are going right. to be big shows. So, sorry. Uh, best of Super Juniors finals, Osprey and Shingo looks okay. like is going to be the match. And apparently it's a hint of where the G1's going because it sounds like both guys are going to get the push-up to right. uh, heavyweight. Cool. That's I mean, a, that's Shingo's a been a beast this whole tournament. That's a brutal couple months. Oh, yeah. You know, the, these tournaments <clears throat> and, and tournament tours are relentless. I mean, yeah. they're going out there every night. Even if it's not, you know, their blocks night, they're still going yeah. out there and, and putting on tag matches and stuff like that. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a pretty relentless tour, and these guys don't yeah. hold back. No, um, and, it, and it sounds like, again, rumor, scuttlebutt, that Moxley will be joining the G1 this year. I read that as which, well. Which, uh, again, interesting. interesting. Another one of those rise to the occasion moments yeah. for him. See what he's made of because it's brutal. I mean, that's July through August just beating the shit out of yourself. Uh, could be great, though. I mean, oh, that's yeah. a lot of matches uh, that could be just I mean, we were texting a lot of first-time evers. We were t- texting earlier this week after the, the Time's Up video came yeah. out and we found out it was Moxley. Uh, give me Moxley Ishii. Give me Moxley Suzuki. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, I watch that all day, every yeah. day. And and you know, there's guys like Okada and Tanahashi, yep. and you know, all these names who uh, we've never seen them mix up together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be good, but it's going to be different. Right. Um, also, on the best Super Juniors final, uh, Tanahashi returns to go against Jay White. Okay. Um, and I feel like, oh yeah, uh, Moxley Juice, as we were just talking yeah. about, and then Dominion has Is Ibushi and Naito, Ibushi Naito, and Jericho Okada. That's right. Which becomes doubly interesting in the fact that Jericho has uh, the impending AEW World Title yep. match, which we'll get to as we talk about AEW. Yeah. A little bit more later on. So. Moxley, yes. As as we got bumped around in a new Japan world, um, Which will happen with us. Yes. Uh, so Moxley, he he went on the record. He said what he had to say, or we thought. <laughs> He's had three interviews since. One with like some local Las Vegas sports talk radio, and okay. then also a two part podcast with uh, Wade Keller okay. from Pro Wrestling Torch. Um, nothing huge out of those. Um, more of the same. More of the same. Uh, if anything, what was most interesting was uh, Roman hated the suffering succotash promo. I mean, and, and, and he came to Dean and literally said, "How do I make this sound cool?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's great. And then this is the bit, and I'm I'm sorry, this isn't our out. It's just the natural way that it comes up. Um, Chris, you know who one of the good producers backstage is? No, Michael Hayes. Fuck you! I, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> Everything we talked about the last twenty minutes is null and void. Yeah. I can't take anything Moxley says <laughs> for uh, for fact right now. Uh, Refuse to believe that that piece of shit is yeah. a good producer. Uh, he he said he likes Michael Hayes and he likes Jamie Noble. So those are the two that he pointed out by name. I can't I can't accept that. Yeah, sorry, sorry Mox. So I, I have to ask you, what did you think? Because uh, again, for those who haven't listened. Um, Moxley talks about the heel turn after the Roman Reigns cancer announcement. Yeah. He said that there was a line that he nixed. Yeah. That would have made uh, sponsors angry, would have gotten him fired. What do you think it was? I, I don't know. I mean, the only thing that, that could 
I hope you get cancer is something that like might I don't I don't know because yeah. he the line he said that he immediately regretted as he explained yeah. was talking about how everybody's atoning for what they did you know yeah. Reigns did this and now he's fighting leukemia which yeah. is still to this day a gross sentence um, so I don't know what what it could have been is that that's worse than that. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is, is literally saying something along the lines of, and he's going to die. Like yeah. that, that's about where my brain went. I don't know how much worse it could be. Um, but I will say uh, again, to, to contrast it to the punk podcast, this did not sound like a truly embittered guy. It sounded like a guy frustrated. It was more frustrated yes. than, than, but yeah, there was definitely a, tinge from punks of you know just super bitterness right uh, that, that you couldn't deny right. that yeah um but you know ambrose mocks whatever the fuck we're calling him uh, yeah. he, he 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 was frustrated he was just he was just in the system and has so many ideas and all of them got shot to, and i can okay so pull the curtain back when i worked at the radio station yes <clears throat> when our current program director came in and, you know, we would have all these meetings and throw out ideas, mm -hmm. and we were planning a big farewell for our, our, our midday jock, Sarah, who's been there for 40 years, yeah. and we were putting this whole event together, and every week we have these meetings, and I would sit there and, you know, have at least decent ideas. Sure. Um, and would throw them out and, you know, float them around, and, you know, a couple people in the in the room would, okay, yeah, 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 and then fucking every, every single fucking one got shot down by the PD, and I'm just like... Why the fuck am I even trying anymore? Right. So at that right. point, you're just going through the motions yeah. just because you know it's not worth fighting. Right. You know, right. You, why expel that energy on something that you know it's not going to result in, in what you want it to or what you're comfortable in it being? So, you know, I totally understand the, you know, just on autopilot, counting down the days sure. until, you know, sure. for him until his contract went up for me till I found another fucking job. <laughs> but, uh, you know... It, it happened uh, for me, and I'm in a much better place. I have, uh, you know, I enjoy my job. I'm doing better things, and I'm getting paid twice as much as I did at that shithole station. And then, um, you know, Mox is, you know, out doing his thing, and money's not a factor for him. It was right. for me because that was in a bad place. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. To be fair, being a top tier WWE star and being uh, a production guy at a radio station, <laughs> two very different. <laughs> Pay grade. True. Very, very fucking true. Yeah. Uh, Moxie making 11 bucks an hour. Um, <laughs> although he did make 500 crisp dollar oh, from his farewell uh, match. They made this whole big fucking deal out of and as a yes. final fuck you. Oh, yeah. Here's base pay. See yeah. Ya. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. That that That's what a guy would get back in the 90s just to get squashed on yeah, TV. I like, know. Ugh. That's, uh, that's, that's a little bit insulting. Now, yeah. I wonder... Mm -hmm. If I'm Renee Young, <laughs> oh man, oh man, that is I. I don't know. I'm trying to compare the two between AJ Lee and Renee Young in terms right. of awkwardness for spouses. Right? Were, were AJ and Punk married at the time? I think they had already been married. Um, I think I think she. I remember her wearing a ring. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. I know she was definitely there for a few months. Yeah. After right. Everything blew up. Right. Which um, had to be awkward for her. Sure. And, you know, with Renee, I mean, she's on the commentary team. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it has to be awkward because, you know, Punk's thing attacked 
Triple H and attacked the Doc and attacked WWE as a whole. Didn't really attack Vince right. as much. Right. Mox, on the other hand, oh, just laser focused on Mox. Yeah, just yeah. on Vince, just like fucking saying all this shit, saying how you know he's, he's the creative process sucks and it ends and starts with him and all this. Yeah, like yeah. there's no denying that that Vince was the villain of this story that Mox was telling. So right. Renee Young is in a very precarious position. Um, not sure. I'm surprised she's still honestly there. I'm surprised they didn't fire her on fucking. Yeah, I Thursday. mean, we'll we'll see what happens because you know the the Keller podcast came out over the weekend. Both parts of it. Uh, he's a little more cutting to Triple H on that one. Oh, okay. Um, he <laughs> he uh, he talks about NXT. And he oh, says okay. he lo- he loves NXT. He he enjoys the product, and he he's actually points to the finger at Triple H and says what he's doing down there they should be doing up there. Okay, um, but but what he said was <laughs> how different NXT is. He said when he came into NXT when it started when it was still FCW and then became NXT. Yeah. He said it was a handful of guys you know, like me, Seth, and they randomly put in like Luke Harper. But it was all these guys that they were training and they were right. building up. And he said, now Triple H just buys stars. And just, not wrong. And again, not wrong. But it was interesting that he, he made like that clear of a delineation of, you know, this era isn't as earned. Eh, I mean, you saw the Velveteen Dream. Oh, yeah. And um, you have, I guess, Tyler Breeze can can fit into sure, that. Sure, sure. But really, uh, out of everybody else that was on TakeOver last night, those oh, it was two. it was 100% people that they bought. Yeah. A- and he even made a joke about the Mark picks on Instagram and, and all that. And I'm thinking, ooh, that's – now yeah. you're now you're starting to burn some bridges. Now you're starting to, uh, oh, yeah. to get some heat with the boys, if you will. No uh, – I don't. I don't know if anything, you know, these days is bad enough for somewhere down the line to get a, a welcome back. Oh sure. You know, I'm oh, sure. sure. Ten, fifteen years from now, maybe oh, yeah. even shorter than that, um, there could be, you know, a Dean Ambrose sighting in WWE. Oh yeah. It's going to take a while for the, uh, you know, for that heat to wear off a little bit to cool off. Totally. But um, you know, and I'm still, you know, I still think Punk may show up. Is a possibility. I don't think he yeah, will. There's yeah. a possibility that he I could might see him at, at this point, point. I think probably the likelihood is he pops up in AEW. But I think WWE wise, I could see him doing Hall of Fame, maybe at some point. Yeah. And uh, talking about Punk and AEW, sure rumors have been swirling. Yeah. Here's my idea. Yeah. We talked a lot last episode about how um, Marvez was terrible on the commentary. I'm right there you with you on Punk this. You throw Punk and Excalibur uh, in there for the TV show and JR yeah. for the pay-per-views. Is, is, is JR doing weekly shows? Uh, well? I'm not sure. I, th- I thought I read that he was just doing for the, for the special occasions and doing backstage yeah. you know, management work. So if you have, if you have Punk and Excalibur... Doing commentary, yeah, I think that's a great fucking team. Uh, I I would be super into it. Uh, the only thing that I think could be a, a bit difficult is they're both color, really. That's true. Um, but I'm sure they could find a rhythm. Yeah. Um. I 
I loved that era of Raw where Punk was on commentary while he was healing up. Great, uh, yeah. it was super enjoyable. Yep, John, John, you knocked down my diet soda. My diet soda, John, John. <laughs> I mean, my diet Pepsi. Come diet on. Pepsi. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I loved that. It, 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 it was fun. It was silly, but he he gave a lot to yeah. put over the matches and all that. And uh, you know, I'd mentioned before that when I first heard the UFC thing, it was right. told to me that oh, he's commentating yep. at UFC and I was like that's perfect yep. that's awesome yeah not you know he's gonna get murdered Mauled twice in, on yeah. live pay-per-view <laughs> <That's>, um <laughs> we've seen enough of that. so I I would be totally fine with that and yeah. I, I think that would be smart for all parties I don't know if that's where we're gonna go no probably but, not but uh, I'm just floating it out there I, I am People with listen. you I, I am with you under the idea. Nobody listens. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. We could be throwing out conspiracy theories about WWE and AEW being in bed together. That, I mean, it wouldn't be a new thing on this you, network. Yeah, I was going to say, know. you go elsewhere on the Realm Network for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, uh, got to love that pun- punching up there. Um, <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> Bro. Uh, um, yeah, like anyone listens. <laughs> Bro. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think, I think Ambrose could pop back up at some point, sure. but it would have to be when we're firmly in the triple H era. Yes. Yes. yes and yes. in terms of Renee, um, again, you and I were, were texting about this earlier in the week cause we've started to text a lot during the week. I'm <laughs> enjoying it. It's a lot of news. <laughs> um, Renee young, uh, before she was brought to the commentary desk full-time she was getting scouted by people anyway i know she had an audition with the daily show i know espn was interested in her i don't feel like even if she were let go that she'd be out of a job for long no she's she's a she's a seasoned professional yeah broadcast professional i'm sure she'd land on her feet oh yeah Uh, she has name recognition you know yeah Yeah, no she She could end up part of turner sports not even aew specifically true um you know there's there's any number of different things that they could do with her Uh, so i guess it just comes down to whether you know or not she's comfortable enough staying you know for how long and right whether what her contract is and and what the office wants to do with her too And, and who knows maybe it works out perfectly for for everyone there i mean it's possible it, it feels like a long shot but it's possible yeah um but yeah i on the whole though i think the thing that was most exciting for me about all of this was a ambrose moxley whatever made it very clear he doesn't hate wwe no he wants them to, to survive and thrive yes he loves wrestling yes which has me very excited about his run because there are a few things more interesting than a seasoned talent who is excited right. to get back in the ring. Right. And the other part is how much this guy loves the fans. Yeah. I mean, he I, I did not expect him to keep name dropping Make-A-Wish because I wouldn't have thought Dean Ambrose is a Make-A-Wish guy. Yeah. Um, but it's clear that that interaction had a major effect on him as a person. Yeah. Um, I mean, the the John Moxley that got got signed to FCW from the Indies, from CZW, yeah, from CZW, from IWA Mid South, saw, uh, saw blades across the right, forehead, right, and it's not to say he's not going to do sick shit now. No, I'm sure he will. He's itching too. You can tell, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's this idea of there's a there's a real human in there. It's yeah, not a, it's not a a, a, a mentally ill scumbag right yes. <laughs> yeah. there there is there is candy underneath the bastard flavored right. coating and the way he talks about renee oh you know, yeah you know you can tell that 
he's a he's he's a real boy. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, they're they're you know, and I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but to s- divorce Dean for a couple of minutes and talk about Vince, this is something yeah. that I I emailed you to yeah. uh, so that we will remember to talk about this. Yes. So. WWE is a publicly traded company. Yes. Um, worth many billions of dollars. Not as many as it was earlier this week, but yes. True. Uh, well, I mean, the market as a whole, uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Has, has, you know. Not the best, but yeah. they've been taking it pretty I listen, hard. I the listen past to NPR weeks. news every now and then. <laughs> Cultured. Um, so, Vince McMahon, I mean. This interview really ex- confirmed a lot of things that, that we've been hearing for a really long time. Right. And that it begins and ends with Vince McMahon. It's his company. And, you know, rightfully so, it should. But where does the tipping point for that be? Where does it be- Where does it go? I mean, yeah. what does it become? Does it do sponsors or do um, uh, stock shareholders? That's the word. I'm not. Yes. I don't have money to do those things. Um, do <laughs> do shareholders get involved? Is there, you know, maybe this is my watching of the show Succession come into mind. Is there a vote of no confidence to happen that could oust right. him from right. the, the head of the company? Uh, is this just a pipe dream? Am I just hoping this happens to for to force some change? I. I, I I don't know the answer to any of those yeah. questions. I, I don't want to pop your bubble on it, but to my <laughs> understanding, because uh, I did a little bit of research on this. He's a majority shareholder. He and Steph and Shane and okay. Triple H are okay. collectively the majority shareholders. Okay. Vince right. by himself has 45% voting rights. Okay. Then you add everybody else from the McMahon family, and yeah, it, 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 it'd be very, very So we difficult. only need to turn two of them, or all yeah, three of uh, the other ones? <laughs> also, I think his are voting shares, and okay. the other ones are non-voting shares. Like, there's uh, a... It, it, damn it. It's definitely set up under the idea of, oh, Vince can never get asked um, I'm sure that was part of the, the structuring oh, of the IPO. Absolutely. So, but again, you know... Sure, they have this deal with Fox, which is worth billions. They're getting in a ton of blood money for yeah. WrestleMania equivalent shows in Jeddah. <laughs> um, but the ratings are shit. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know. What it's c- enough where the networks are coming to him with ideas. Right. Which is, that's a red flag. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're, they aren't going, oh, Vince will figure this out right. like he has every other time. They're going, oh, he needs a parachute here. Yeah. Like when I'm hosting a trivia game and one team shows up yeah. and they're and the bar's like, Hey, uh what uh what's uh what's going on here? Right. <laughs> some more teams up in this right. bitch. Uh yeah, the the heat is real. You gotta, you know, do oh, yeah. something to, to to spring forward. And I don't know if the twenty four seven title is, is the answer to the prayers that uh they had it, hoped for. I can tell you an electric chair interview segment certainly isn't. Oh fuck. What was the point of that? I don't know, man. We'll we'll talk about that. Oh uh, Christ. There I I, I I know uh, we said last week we're going to talk less about Ron Smackdown, but there's a whole big question mark of Shit I don't sandwich. understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you're going for. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, you know, it, it, does it come to a point where sponsors start backing out, where, you know, ad revenues are down? You know, sure, they have their TV rights deals, but, you know, if the stations can't sell ads yeah. for the show, then, you know these things have an effect. And I don't know how contracts are written written or whatever. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to look at the business side of things and see, like, what, how bad does it have to get before 
actual change happens. Yeah, I, I feel like that there's probably a few instances of time being bought, not as in like advertising, but right. but like as in they're give us buy two them. months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, g- where they could say, well, give us to SummerSlam because right. SummerSlam's when everyone starts watching again. Yeah. Let us get past the NBA and the NHL playoffs. Let us get to the relaunch in the fall of both brands. Like, I, I feel like there's a few marker points where they can sit there and say, give us until. Yeah, but then they keep pushing the they keep pushing the, at, at at a point you can push those goalposts only so far back. Oh well, yeah, cuz then they're going up against Monday Night Football again. Exactly. You exactly. Know? And um you know, I mean, WWE has frequently had a horseshoe up its ass uh where hey, they could go on Fox and just by sheer existence on Fox start getting 4 or 5 million viewers a week. It's true. I mean, it's it's broadcast. Yeah, it, it just by existing yeah they could start putting up these numbers and yeah. it's like oh the company saved and you know right no one gives a shit after that they'll spin however the interviews like this alongside things where the networks have to step in and provide right. ideas it starts building a case yeah and it, it's all about that that back and forth the the weighing the pros and the cons if you are a shareholder, mm-hmm. if you are NBC Universal, if you are Fox, to say, yeah, we're going to get behind this guy. Because at the same time, all this stuff's going to sort of come to head in the fall because also we're going to have AEW on television in right. the fall. Uh, that's the when XFL is launching yeah, in, in the. That's, that's when Vince is going to start yeah. being a part of XFL. And maybe that means that's when Triple H takes power. And we're just not being told. Right. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just did a heavy eye roll when yeah, he said that because yeah. you guys couldn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's an optimist's view, right? <laughs> right. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and nothing has taught us to be optimistic uh, with WWE. And good lord, was that true this week? Oh my god. Yeah. Here's as the segue. Uh, the new thing that they're doing on the third hour is Corey Graves' electric chair. Okay. First of all. Why an electric chair? Did he get shocked at a wrong answer? Uh, because it's the hot seat. So couldn't have a chair on fire. So they did an electric chair. <laughs> Where do they find an electric chair prop? In the storage warehouse. Did they did they call PCO. Uh, I, like, hey. I, it's from the WCW days, the the House of Horrors match from Halloween Havoc years uh, ago. Yeah, Kevin. The, that's a Kevin Sullivan. Uh, bit yeah, yeah, everyone. exactly. Like fucking Abdullah the Butcher was in it back in '91, <laughs> and they're just like, oh well, we'll we'll repurpose this, and Sammy can mention AEW on air, and Vince can act like he didn't know that it was happening. Okay, so let's try and break this shit sandwich down. You have Sami Zayn out there, who's been on a very anti-fan gimmick mm-hmm. since his mm-hmm. return. That's fine. But any segment where you fucking talk to wrestling fans, and yes, we're part of this. Yeah. <laughs> Live on TV, it's a slog. It's fucking wasted time. It's not entertaining. Sure, they were pre-screened, so Sammy had an idea of what he was going to say. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just... And also, remember, they have a 15-second delay, which, again, if you're thinking, oh, Sammy's shooting, no, he's not. Right. Yeah, exactly. They could have dumped that audio really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's it was just a questionable uh, decision to put that segment on, on, on live TV. And I did it with Bliss, I think. Yeah, they, they've done not that too long with the moment ago. of Bliss in the past. And it's just, and... don't... 
talk to wrestling fans. Yeah, no, no, it's it, it's something I practice in my day to day life. <laughs> I love professional wrestling. Uh, I hate the people involved yeah. in it. We uh, suck. Yeah, it's it's real bad. I mean, you you shared that post the other day on social media of the guy calling AEW the T-shirt company. Yeah. And all these other, what the fuck ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it was awful. And then the storytelling got even weirder. Uh, I'm guessing the the continuity guy hasn't been hired yet. No, because no, all right, so Brock came out. On Monday, he's continuing his gimmick of using the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase like a boombox, which I'm totally fine with. Which, I love go- I love Goofy Brock. Sure, you know, and you it's know. it's a 2019 version of Mariachi Brock. I'm totally into it. It's it's fine. I mean, okay, <laughs> uh, and and of course they have the new Brock Party T-shirt available on WWE Shop. Right. Uh, can can we explain real quick to Brock how a boombox works? That the side with the speaker is where you want closer to your ear. That man lives on a farm by himself 11 Ish. twelfths out of the year. Yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> just, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> anyway. Just... He doesn't know how a boombox works. No. That man probably has an old Vitrola that he just winds up and listens to music. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's him and the RCA dog just, just staring crank, at just it. Just cranking some vinyl, baby. <laughs> Hand cranked, hand cranked music. Now that's the time. That's the way it should be done. See? Yeah, that, that's why there's <laughs> old timey Brock. Everybody, there we go. That's why there are the record scratches in his theme. Suplex City, bitch. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's right. Come on down to Suplex Warehouse. Tell them all your suplex needs. Wait, I have a year to cash this thing in. I'm a dullard. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the the idea is he was going to announce he's going to go against, yeah. and then basically Paul goes, "Oh, we've got a year to do this." Screw you. <laughs> awesome. Fine with it. Yeah, it was a cheap thing to get ratings sure. up, whatever. But I'm fine with it because that's the way that the money in the bank works. It right. is supposed to be your opportunistic moment. Yes. You don't need to call your shot. You don't need to say, hey, I'm going to do this. And yes, it resulted in us getting Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin and Blood Money in the Jungle. But I'm fine with that. So cut to Friday afternoon, evening. Yeah. There's a video from Stephanie McMahon saying that due to Brock's behavior, mm-hmm. the McMahon family took personal offense and he will be punished. I still don't know what the fuck she's talking about. What did he do? I don't know. Oh, he, ha- he, he painted it up to look like a boombox. Is yeah. that the problem? Well, RVD spray painted his. Uh, uh, there was the leather bound one. Uh, like everyone's made sure. their, their money in the yeah. bank briefcase special. Also, you produced a T-shirt about it, so therefore, I don't think it's disrespectful because it's making you money. All right, so let's take that out of. You the- show me somebody who buys that shirt, and I'll show you somebody I want to punch in the face. I'll show you someone who's gonna buy it when it's five dollars. This guy right here. <laughs> Give me that mega clearance version. Oh, uh, $5 Friday. I, I have definitely thought about uh, starting a collection of shitty WWE shirts. I of only which purchase. There are many. Yes, but I'm, like, I'm talking like the really, really bad ones, like the really cheesy, awful ones yeah. that they put on mega clearance. It's I, just like text that says something. It's not even a design or, or, or a logo. Like there was a John Morrison one that just said, I'm going to eat your lunch. Was that a catchphrase of his? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't recall. <laughs> I don't anyway, know. so he disrespected that. Was it the the spray painting of the briefcase? Doesn't seem to make sense. No. Definitely not the T-shirt because they're selling it. They okay, he didn't attack anybody. He didn't, get he didn't attack anyone, and he decided to cash in the money in the bank opportunity whenever he wants, right. which is the, what the contract of the money in the that's, bank stipulates. That's, the fucking sheet of paper that they put together in fucking Microsoft Word and actually put in the briefcase says this. That's the gimmick, Steph. That's it. So then they just announce within a few hours after that that Brock's going to cash in on Monday versus Seth. Okay. Then why the fuck was there a video? My okay, conspiracy theory, Kristoff coming out here. Oh, tinfoil hats on. Maybe Seth Rollins doesn't want to take blood money, so he'll ah, drop the Brock. title to Brock. Oh my god! And Brock then... versus Barry Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody's watching this fucking show. Yeah, right? it, it, it's on two o'clock in the. Well, it is equivalent to a WrestleMania, Chris. Fuck you! No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's fucking not. That in that it should run nine hours. That straight pisses me off because you're de- devaluing your fucking biggest brand. Yeah, that's your biggest number one asset. Yeah, that that is, is consistently the best thing you've got, and you're saying, well, it's also equivalent to these random Fuck shows you, that are in a country you won't even name. Fuck you, you dumb old fuck. Fuck you. No. Ugh. Ugh. Pisses, that le- legit pisses me off. Like, I'm heated. But hey, WWE is good sometimes. And we saw that last night. <laughs> Come on. Because, <laughs> uh, all right, that was not your best. No. Not your no. best. No. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull us up out of the negativity train. Yeah, I got a little As we had the 25th NXT TakeOver. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And, and I got really confused because uh, I heard on commentary and then i saw like natty post something online about i was part of the first takeover i'm like no you weren't i was like the third and i remember the first like two or three shows weren't actually called takeover they were arrival and yeah. arrival right and yeah. then revolution or yeah, something yeah. Our evolution yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so i was like wait what they so, had to make it a round number for this pay-per-view so yeah, they yeah. just counted those in there so so they anyway so <laughs> takeover 25 last night in Bumblefuck, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, looked like a packed house. Looked yeah. like a hot crowd. I really like the presentation mm-hmm. of the ring and um, the lights and the way that they put the the matchups on the on the Tron in the background mm-hmm. that you saw. Mm-hmm. I really like the way it was set up, which, you know, they always do it a little bit differently than everybody else does. Um, yeah. But this one, I think they really fine-tuned it to, to a good degree. There. Yeah. It, it kind of looked like the standard house show setup, but with less lighting on the crowd and, yeah. and the unique graphics on because i don't want to see these fucking dorks yeah i don't need to <laughs> I, I don't need to uh it was as you'd expect from a takeover a pretty good show i will say for me two of the matches kind of missed the mark okay uh but we'll get into those okay. um which means it's one of the lower tier takeovers for me i don't think the for it's me not the personally worst. the work didn't lesson it was a couple of the booking decisions that did for me yeah uh but we started out hot with an incredible match between the original bro as uh we have on your shirt there christoph the original bro matt riddle threw down with the undisputed eras roderick strong and 
they had a fucking great match. They were go. They were going at it, man. They yeah. Because I, I, I figured they'd start with the tag team ladder match because they mm-hmm. always like to mm-hmm. to start hot and crazy. But uh, they still started hot and crazy because Riddle and and Roddy uh, they were they were laying into each other real nice. Yeah. Uh, just stiff strikes, incredible sequences. Yeah. Uh, both guys looked like beasts. Yeah. Um, what was the one bit? I don't know if if I've seen Roddy Strong do this before. The bit where uh, Riddle was tangled up at the ropes and he just kept running from side to side, punching Riddle yes. in the head. Yes, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, I I don't know that I've ever seen that. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Uh, yeah, with different arms too, from depending on which way he was coming <laughs> right, from. Right, right. Yeah, that 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 was a good spot. If Roderick Strong had a third of the charisma that Adam Cole has, yes. he'd be main eventing shows. Yes. Uh, also, maybe <laughs> like. Three or four more inches of height. Eh, you know. all, all the undisputed era guys are a bit on the wee side, yeah, which but, is unfortunate. Uh, they'll, because they'll kick your face off, though. That's true. That's very accurate. Um, <laughs> There's a lot, man. If you were doing a shot per super kick last night during takeover, oh, you were blacked out uh, from that first match alone. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but great opener, great match. Matt Riddle gets the win, and uh, I think we're starting to see the direction for the next world title shot. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get to the end there. Uh, then we had the four-team ladder match for... Fuck. Yeah. Bonkers. Insane, brutal stuff. Uh, How Kyle O'Reilly was able to walk out and do yeah. what he did at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, so Undisputed Era of Kyle O'Reilly and a beefy-looking Bobby Fish. Yeah. I don't know if it was his gear or what, but he looked bigger than usual. Beefcake. Um... The, Beefcake Bobby. The forgotten sons of Favorite the guys Bobby? who weren't in TNA. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other dubstep cowboy and Steve Cutler. Yes, exactly. Uh, Oni Lorcan and... One Ian Tui. Uh, Danny Birch. Danny Birch, thank yep. you. I always want to call him Martin Stone, and that's not his name there. Um, and, of course, the Street Profits of Montez Ford and... Angelo Dawkins. Angelo Dawkins, you thank go. you. <laughs> I'm like, the guy and the Genetti. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy uh, who's been there since day one, and the guy with charisma. Yeah, first time for Street Profits getting on Takeover, which yeah. long time coming. Because love those guys though. Consistently, one of the most enjoyable yeah. parts of NXT house shows yeah. are those guys and, and TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I was saying house shows in particular because I think almost every single one I've been to, they were the opener. Yeah. Like, and it Excuse continued me, a couple weeks ago because they yeah. opened oh, they were the, the open there, yeah, too? Did, okay, yeah. so it's just this idea of, yeah. all right, let's get the crowd hype. Let's send out the Street Profits. And, and it's worked. It worked even for their entrance. I loved them coming through the crowd yeah. with the, the solo cups and everything. Yep. Yep. Um, That's a, that was a really smart, cheap sort of thing to get everybody into. Just hand, yeah. you know, here, yeah. spend $20 on solo cups and hand it out to the whole floor. Yeah, it, it, Boom. It, it's up there with the Johnny Gargano Xerox. Yes. Like, just... Oh, they do the Xeroxes a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, it started with Cesaro, Cesaro yes. section, and yeah, then been, they were doing it with Bailey. Yep, and, and there have been the man sections right, for right. for uh, for Becky and yeah. Gargano had. Yeah, yeah. basically the FedEx Kinko's corporate yep. account is getting used on the reg. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, I thought that this match was dope because of how ugly everything looked. Bowling shoe ugly and yeah. brutal. Yeah, like there we we've talked about this, especially when we do the redos. About how I like when things don't hit perfectly sometimes. Yeah. Because it adds a, an air of danger and realism. Oh, yeah. That's what this match was. This is real as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just sick 
ladder bumps, sick ladder moves, uh, like Germans onto ladders and yep. suplexes off of ladders. Ladders and being thrown around very <laughs> willy nilly. People, yeah. Um, I was like, I, I was wondering why they had so much space on the uh, on the on yeah. the walkway. I was like, oh, Gunner from TNA got murdered for ten minutes in the middle of the match. I was here for that. Yeah. I was all in on yeah, that. I it was weird, but you know, it's what they did. It was pretty great. Uh, and in the end, the Street Profits. Got the tag belts, which yeah. feels like the the natural decision for uh, the you know the next team to be like the guys in NXT. Yeah, definitely a smart move and a long time coming. Like you said, they're they're super t- or they're mostly talented. Yes, <laughs> Montez Ford. We've been saying for yes. a while now is is a superstar in the making, and once he eventually you know puts uh, Dawkins through the barbershop window, yes, he's gonna be a massive fucking star. Yes, he is. Um, but you know it's it, it's good, uh, and the tag division strong any any one of those teams probably forgotten sons will get the first uh crack at a rematch that feels right you know unfortunately i was i was pretty scared that forgotten sons were going to win though um they did a nice tease of that yeah and i loved uh montez ford doing the leap onto the other side of the ladder that was a thing of beauty and that spear that dawkins hit through the ladder oh yeah as fuck yeah 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 Yeah, that was that was great but kyle o'reilly got legit murdered in that yes he took so so much of a beating. Yeah, I, I mean, so did Lorcan and Birch because, like, oh, I yeah. mean, those guys were dishing it out and taking yes. it. Uh, I I love that duo a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, and seeing those guys get to just go super hard yeah. throughout that match was a joy. Are they officially the Brit Am Brawlers? Because that's what uh, that's what Nigel was calling them throughout the match. Uh, it's I, not on their Tron. I don't hate so, the name. So until it's on their Tron, but, it's not yeah. official. Maybe it was just kind of. Throwing it out, yeah. putting some feelers out for Brit Am brawlers. That that reminds me, uh, unrelated aside, did you see uh, Chuck Taylor post the full Tron video for uh, the best friends? I saw he posted it. I didn't watch it. Uh, it is the weirdest goddamn Titan Tron video I've ever okay, seen. Okay, I'm for it. I'll yeah, check it out. Yeah, highly recommend it. Check it out. Hop on his Twitter, okay. uh, OG538. Get on there and okay. uh, and watch it. It's, All right. Real fucking weird, um, <laughs> but so, yeah, the ma- the match was brutal and great, and the you know probably the right team won. I was you know and I tweeted this out. I was kind of hoping for an undisputed sweep, um, mm-hmm. you know, for for Roddy to win and for the um, uh, for KO and um, Fish to be three time NXT tag champs, and I just wanted you know. Uh, the the thing at the beginning of the year that 2019 the undisputed era was going to be draped with gold. Yeah, you know, so I felt like they'd have the tag, and then Roddy could go after Dream for the North American title mm-hmm. and have mm-hmm. all four of them with gold. Not to say that still couldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're only halfway through the year, so I, I I'd say that there's a strong likelihood of of that maybe even being the focus of the next takeover. I, yeah, I could see, uh, you know, it being a, a straight undisputed era card top to bottom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they'll even throw Adam Cole in against Shayna Baszler. It'll be weird, but I'm for it. I, I, you know, I, I think yeah. it'll work out. Um, yeah. So then we had for the North American title, uh, Velveteen Dream against Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. This was a mixed bag for me. Okay. I didn't super love it. Like, it felt like if this was on a main roster card, it would have been a really good match for the main roster. So you're you're putting it up against one NXT standards exactly so and and that's where it felt like it fell down a bit. Okay, um, it wasn't a bad match by any means. It's just it didn't feel like 
a lot of NXT matches have like th- that roller coaster feel of like right. these big peaks and then these low valleys and big peaks and low valleys. And this never really got to that peak. It just felt like it kind of sat in the middle for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't peak in Valley. It kind of peaked at the end, but that yeah. was it was you know just built up to one big thing. Um, it, it wasn't the best match of the night, no. Um, and it, my issue with it is it kind of made Breeze look like a fucking doofus. Uh, yeah, at yeah. the ends with the distraction sort of thing. I was like, come on. This yeah, is a, this and he is didn't an old... feel as as Tyler Breezy as he could. Like I recognize he's working face in the match, which mm. takes away a lot of his tactics as Tyler Breeze. But I really w- just kind of wanted these two guys to just kind of out motherfucker each other the entire match. There was some one upsmanship throughout, but it felt it felt still like it felt like Mike Dalton was in the match and not Tyler Breeze. I feel like part part of the issue is that. They used a lot of what would have worked with this match for Colin Gargano. Fair. Because, you know, Colin Gargano, having gone through that three-fall match, have have scouted each other to a T. Right. So it was a lot of one-upsmanship in that match that kind of probably made the Breeze and uh, uh, Dream match suffer. But, you know, the... Velveteen Dream is a superstar and is is really good at his job and very happy that oh, yeah. he came out. You know, I feel like it it would have set a bad precedent if Breeze had won. Right, kind of this idea that you can leave and come back right. and be a top and, star. Right, and, then... and not to say that he still can't be a top star because he's apparently straight up NXT now. He's, yeah, he's back on the roster full time. Um, but but yeah, it, it was it was the right call. It was probably the the you know my least favorite match of the night. But I yeah. didn't think it was a bad match. No, no, it wasn't bad by any means. It's just there was this impeccable standard, right, of takeover matches, and it didn't really feel feel like it gotten the right groove gotcha um and then we had eo shirai against Shayna baszler uh surprisingly Shayna retained the yeah. nxt women's title As she's wont to do uh <laughs> every time every every takeover is like oh this will be the time Shayna's gonna drop it this week Shayna's yeah. gonna drop it this month and and, and i, I enjoyed the match quite a bit but it was until that finish i really liked it because it felt like okay this is the one where eo wins yeah and i feel like if eo had won i'd love that match even more but the fact that shana won kind of deflated it for me i mean i'm a big shana fan i like her a lot i i think she's fantastic i i i have enjoyed her run as this unstoppable champion yeah. but it kind of feels like there's a point where it's like who else are going to sacrifice at the altar of shana baszler well there's there's probably going to be a rematch and right. it's going to be a gimmick match. And the way that they did that was just weird. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the sassy "you deserve it" chant from the crowd. <laughs> that has to suck, though. You know, yeah, yeah. you just got fucking moonsaulted with a chair. Yeah, you know, Shirai going full Sabu for yeah. one spot there, and she's writhing in pain. Like for one, that, she was selling it really well. I thought she yeah. like broke her wrist at one point the way yeah. she was holding her left arm. Um, then she shoved the referee. I was like, okay, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> but you know, people are just chanting, "You deserve it." Like, I guess I don't know if if you're full living the heel moment, then you're you're reveling in it. But at yeah. on a personal, you know, sort of uh, you know, a human being level, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. God damn, these people fucking yeah, suck. Twist the knife a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it was weird. Eo, you know, lashing out like that. For no discernible reason. Well, that's the thing. She, she's. I mean, I guess she's been pushed around and and hassled. A, I, I guess a fair amount. I mean, not yeah. like the hardcore amount where you know where people normally snap. You know, like yeah, it hasn't been going on for that long. 
I right. guess if she, if, you know. If, if, if Shayna didn't let go of the submission, if Shayna continued the punishment after the match, that would have been one thing. Right. This felt like it would have almost been a double turn if the crowd actually wanted Shayna to be a face. Yeah, no, that that was I, yeah. They knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I, and and I know that wasn't the intent, but it, it, the actions felt like that. Right. Yeah. So basically, for this match and the one before it, I just blame Road Dog. Like that's that's <laughs> all I'm doing. He was there, uh, therefore it's his fault. He's our out now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, for, I'm for blaming Road Dog for anything. Yes. You know. Uh, then Maybe we he'll had... send out a prayer tweet about it. Yeah. Fucking ugh. Uh, then we had uh, a vignette for the former Punishment Martinez, who yeah. actually got a good name. The NXT name generator worked out for him. <laughs> Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Chris Angel was already taken, yeah. Yeah. so they went with Damian Priest. I'm fine with it. It's a better name. Than Punishment Martinez? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Mexican Baron it, Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His non-union Mexican equivalent, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior Spielbergo. Senior Spielbergo, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's fine. Hey, and uh, like I said uh, a couple weeks ago, I wasn't I wasn't for it until I saw him have a match with Keith Lee at yeah. the Takeover Live event. I'm like, okay, all right, we'll see what uh see what the PC can make out of this. Uh, how they can you know make this uh, clay turd into a, a yeah. fine vase. And I guess that's what we're getting now. Put him in the kiln. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what we're getting now instead of the. Uh, person shows up in the front row. Right, yeah, because no. they had HBK and Road Dog, and then Steph. Steph. I'm like, oh, Christ. Steph, by the way, to, did you see who was sitting there to her lower left? Uh, was that Dr. Britt Baker? That was Dr. Britt Baker, <laughs> DMD. <laughs> That's right, yeah. yeah. She was throwing some side-eye, too. Yeah, she was. <laughs> uh, so she was there to support her baby. Her uh, baby, baby. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, good on her, and appropriately so, because main event in the evening, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, yeah. round two, incredible match i guess in retrospect that was a tell yeah we didn't we yeah. didn't catch on at the, the time it's like oh she's there that's cool yeah uh, but yeah that match oh boy like i think kayfabe wise johnny gargano is the most like uh, i don't even know what the unstoppable well not unstoppable because he lost but you know unstoppable to a certain point yeah like he can take a shit ton of punishment he can get murdered he's a lot. the kick ass of uh <laughs> yes. of wwe yes. and kayfabe because yes. dude kicks out of fucking finishers for days yes yeah uh, uh but the heart it's 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 the heart I yes get it, the you know. the rebel heart yeah if you oh, will uh, yeah i will mm-hmm. yeah, not needing equivalent mm-hmm. of paramore yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> paraless yes. yes oh wait that's not, that doesn't work uh, but uh, I loved this match it was really so much. Good. It was, I mean, it, it it was as good, if not better, than the New York one. Let's see what Uncle Dave has to say about yeah. that. Uh, I I for me, I liked this more because I like single fall matches more than two out of three yeah. fall matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more um, but just a great match. Uh, even with the intro weirdness of uh, the fucking Russell and Flow guy popping up with Adam Cole, you know, I th- dude did an okay job. Oh, he 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 performed well. It just was weird. It was it was weird and unannounced. Like, wait, what, what, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he keeps ping ponging around. He was like right. fucking um, Leo Rush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Scrappy Doo, but yes, yes, also that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, pro wrestling Scrappy right. Doo, Leo Rush. Yes, yes, hey, yes. He was back in town last night. Yes, he was. Yeah. I don't know what that says for his employee with uh with the Fed, but. Let's see how much time he spent with I'll ask Justin if he has any intel. Yeah. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it, and Cole kind of – I couldn't tell if Cole was, was just stone-facing it because he didn't want to do it or because he was trying to keep in character. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, 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 felt like he, he felt like he had a little extra swag in his entrance yeah. there. They nailed the boom. They nailed the boom, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. the important part. He did. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was fun. It's just like it, it felt very out of context, out of the blue. Because, you know, this wasn't a typical NXT with a, or takeover with a lot of big entrances. Right. That right. was really the only special entrance that I yeah. can Yeah. I mean, even remember, uh, right? Velveteen Dream was kind of dialed down. Here's what I want. Trips. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Next time. Sorry. Paul. Paul, yeah. Let's yeah. be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul. Um, next time uh, EO Shirai is on a takeover, can we get Dragon Force to do the, <laughs> her theme song? Because that would yeah, be fucking yeah. stellar. Oh, God. Oh, God. Get, all you need is that, Herman Lee on the guitar that, out there. That reminds me of the, the Mara Ranallo eye roll I had for the evening, which was uh, EO Shirai wearing that mask in honor of her favorite wrestler, dot, dot, dot. Ray Mysterio Jr. Uh, we have, uh, is that her? Is that her favorite wrestler? Yeah, we hadn't heard that a million and a half fucking times. Well, I mean, it's not just that, but yeah, she's wearing a black tiger mask, just like Eddie Guerrero wore. So her favorite wrestler it's is Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. I mean, look, I get it. Sasha Banks liked Eddie Guerrero, and only right. one wrestler can like another wrestler. Sure, he can only have one favorite. <laughs> uh, the funniest part was I was watching it this morning. And I was trying to keep the volume down because my air conditioner is like the intake is right by my yeah. living room, which is really annoying. So I had the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. Whoever was doing the subtitle it said, uh, wearing that mask in honor of her favorite wrestler, Radio Stereo. <laughs> 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 and then they cor- they, then they wrote Ray Mysterio, but I laughed. I chortled at Radio Stereo. <laughs> yes, my favorite wrestler of all time, Radio Stereo. Better that than Raymond Stereo. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Raymond Stereo, Jesus Christ. Uh, but. Uh, anyway, back to the yeah Gargano Cole. Yeah, yeah, what did you yeah. think of uh, Johnny's uh, Captain Marvel gear? I loved it. Yeah, it yeah. took it took me a minute to recognize what it was. Oh no, I, I got it right off the bat. I was like, uh, oh, good for you, Johnny. Because I was looking, at it, I'm like, Captain America. No, yeah. no, it's not. And and it was uh, when uh, I think it was like his boots had like the the gold lining like her gear. Uh, yeah, like her outfit where I went. Oh, okay. And then of course Maronello. Going higher, faster, further tonight. Oh, God. Oh, come damn on. it, Morrow. That's, that's our guy. Come God on. damn it. I love Morrow. So do I. I the... love cheese. I love cheesiness. I and... know. You brought me on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's he's a fine smoked Gouda of, yeah. uh, of wrestling announcers. Yeah, he, so he, he is. I'm, uh, I'm it, for it. it. It goes a little thick sometimes. <laughs> I think I get frustrated with him just because I recognize I would make every single one of those <laughs> yeah. calls. <laughs> and have yeah exactly <laughs> so I, I i really enjoyed the match like i you know um i got i got suckered into a lot of those false finishes mm-hmm. i loved the the tit for tat stealing each other's finishers i always love finisher stealer sequences um and you know i i rolled my eyes heavy when the ref bump happened yeah, because I was worried that was going to be where the finish happened. And then I was worried that, you know, the rest of the UE was going to come out as mm-hmm. well. I'm happy that the ref bump didn't factor into the finish. I'm happy yeah. that Adam did it on his own, which yeah. was, re- I think, really important Absolutely. for him here. Because um, he really needed a big vindicating win. Yes. Um, and, and, and he got it. The match, I, I don't know how long it went, but it seemed like it, it, they gave him... Like yeah, close to a half hour. If yeah, not they, more. they definitely give him a good chunk of time, and now it looks like the the big feud is probably going to be Adam Cole and Matt Riddle, yeah. which 
Holy fucking shit, Hell I'm yeah, in for brother. that. I mean, uh, way back when uh, we didn't know what the plan was for TakeOver New York, once Chapa got pulled, that's what I yeah. suggested for the finals for the title. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, now we're going to get it. I guess it's going to be TakeOver Toronto. I think that's the uh, next big one for them. I thought Toronto was where the Rumble is. Uh, that's where SummerSlam is. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, SummerSlam for some reason is uh, in Toronto right. this year. That's right. They're doing is, another baseball stadium for Rumble, I think. Yeah, I can't remember I'm where not though. Mistaken. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. no, it's fine. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that match. Really looking forward to that feud, and it does build on the kind of pre-existing undisputed era issue with Matt Riddle. Yes. So, uh, looking forward to see where they go there. I have no idea what they do with Johnny Gargano now. Well, I, uh, does he get called back to the main roster? Man. I mean, Without Champa, Johnny Two Hundred Five. Johnny Two Hundred Five is exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I know it's not what we want, but it kind of feels like what we're gonna get. The main roster is already so damn crowded. Yeah, and, and they don't know what to know, do with anyone, let like alone fucking, a guy who isn't even six feet tall. Yeah, you have, and you have Alistair Black, which should just shoot dollar signs out of your eyes. Yeah, and he's just sitting in a smoky room cutting emo promos for a month. Yeah. Get fucking Bird, Buddy Murphy out there to kick oh him in the face. Oh, my God. Uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. And yeah, the other yeah. guy who's in. His, Buddy Murphy, no idea where he went. Yeah. Cedric Alexander, no idea where he went. You right. know Chad Gable's still a human? You know, he's still. I like, think he got a haircut, a too, right? He does, and it looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> Very okay. helmety. Okay. All right. But, yeah, uh, all these guys don't know what they're doing with them. So, what the hell? Let's add Johnny Wrestling to the pile of. Yeah, unused action figures. I don't. I don't think this is necessarily a call up. I think maybe he sticks around. Maybe he gets a rematch, or maybe they do, they run a um, Cole and Riddle against uh, O'Reilly and um, Fish to get to Cole mm-hmm. that sort of cool. thing. Maybe that could do be a, cool. And then you know maybe do a triple threat thing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's I other people still who he hasn't worked with. I could be into Gargano and Kushida having a match or. Sure. Gargano and Keith Lee. I mean, the benefit of a lot of people in NXT is you could literally just take two of them and put them together. And That's true. It sounds interesting. I was kind of, I, I don't know why, but I, I was watching the show and waiting for some big post-match angle to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe Keith Lee would be the guy to come out and make a statement and, yeah. and, and do something. But um, maybe, you know, maybe bro, we get a, a Baskin is bro tag team. Uh, mm-hmm. Against the I uh, undisputed era, I don't know. Uh, maybe I don't know. There's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of talent there. They keep there is. They keep buying stars as, uh, <laughs> as as somebody says. And, yes. But you know what? It works, and it's still my favorite wrestling brand is NXT. Yes, indeed. Although it sounds like with the next few shows getting put together, AEW is definitely going to make a, a big play for it. We're getting two Get more matches. Guy or two more shows before uh-huh. the next big pay-per-view. They announced officially uh, the next big pay-per-view will be all out. That will be August 31st in Chicago. We're going to try to go. Yeah, let's maybe, make this shit happen. Possibly. We can get tickets um, we're there. Exactly. But the next two shows coming up June 29th, that's Fighter Fest. Right. Which sold something like 3,000 tickets, 4,000 okay, tickets. Good. Uh, and, and that's thing, Omega and Shima, right? Uh, no. Uh, that one is uh, Omega, the Bucks. Omega and the Bucks against, um, uh, who else? Uh, against the Lucha Bros and a mystery partner. It was originally oh. supposed to be Pac. Okay. Uh, they announced uh, John Moxley against Joey Janela. 
Okay. Uh, and they've announced Cody Rhodes against Darby Allen. Okay. So that sounds like a fun show. Uh, crazy part is that is the same building that Bash in the Beach 96 occurred. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then Fight for the Following is July 13th. That's in Jacksonville. Uh, fucking gig that night. I'm pissed. Yeah, I am going to the Orioles game that night. <laughs> so I'm going to miss out on that. And so far, announced for that uh, three matches. That's Omega versus Shima. Okay. Uh, the Young Bucks against the Rhodes Brothers. Bros, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Brandy Rhodes against Ali. So we'll see okay. what happens with that one. Okay, I don't, you know, I don't love Brandy as a as a full time wrestler, but we'll we'll see yeah, how it goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super into it myself, and I haven't seen too much of Ali, but she doesn't strike me as a carrier type. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you look at it though. I I assume these are going to be like low priced shows for uh, Bleacher Report Live, right? It's like not full on pay per views. One would hope they're not charging sixty bucks for yeah, her, yeah for these gems. Um, uh, it would be especially weird because last year, so Fighter Fest is replacing the New Japan show that was at CEO right. Gaming, the gaming tournament. That was like live on Twitch for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be weird if this was, you know, something that they're charging sixty bucks for. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me twenty bucks for those shows? Eh, yeah, I'll consider yeah, it. Yeah, twenty's doable. Throw it on, watch it later. Yeah. Uh, in the case of Fight for the Fallen, but could be fun. Um, but yeah, All Out, that's going to be the one everyone's looking at. Hangman Page, Chris Jericho for yep. the AEW title. And it could be IWGP champion Chris Jericho. It's true. Going for the AEW belt. I'm not really sure that'll happen. but Yeah, I, I don't think it will either. <laughs> it's just interesting that even though the two companies don't have a working relationship, how many guys are, are in the mix? You know there. they're shooting emails back and forth like, hey, so when's this Ring of Honor bit done? <laughs> you know? you one, know that shit's happening. One certainly hopes that they are because, yeah. I mean, by comparison, did you see the main event for the the Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Matt Taven versus... Jeff Cobb. Okay. I like Jeff Cobb. I like Jeff Cobb, too, but there's this fucking anchor he's attached to for that match. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Did you see the photos from the uh, taping last night? No. Real, real bad attendance. Yeah. Like, starkly attended. Like, Ugh. like more, basically the crowd dressed up like seats. It was, <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. That was like, I think their Seattle debut or whatever it was okay. last night. Seattle yeah. or Portland. I know they were doing. Not, not strong on the West Coast there. Yeah. Huh? No, did not work out in their favor. So. Well, all like a couple of people in Ring of Honor, I can't bring myself to care that much about. Yeah, right and it's now. it's sad just because like they're literally in our backyard. Like I the, know. the, you know, there's a pay per view here in a couple of weeks, and I, like you just said, yeah, I couldn't give less of a fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see Bandito live against anyone but Shane Taylor. I'd love to see Who's Jeff Shane Cobb. Taylor. Shane Taylor, I keep telling you, he's the Genetti of him <laughs> and Keith Lee. He's another large African-American gentleman. I still don't know who this guy is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Remember when we fell asleep in the middle of that ongoing brawl with Juice and his crew against Bully Ray and his crew? Yeah. He was the guy who wasn't Silas Young. Okay. <laughs> By the way, the fact that Silas Young is a contracted talent <laughs> this age. Yep. Oh. <laughs> Why is Ring of Honor sucks? <laughs> it's Vince's fault. 
It's all Vince's fault. That's who's in together. It's yeah. Ring of Honor and yes. WWE. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Sinclair Broadcasting is, needs that Vince McMahon money to keep going. <laughs> yep. Conspiracy theory works out. I did the math. I'm good at math. <laughs> Follow the money, Chris. It goes not, all the way to I'm, the top. Uh, where's fucking Lester Freeman? God damn it, Lester. Where's Prez Belusky? Prez, where are you? Where's Kima and McNulty and... <laughs> Fucking Carver and who else was there? Uh, Omar. Yeah. Oh no, Omar. Omar got got. Omar got got. Omar, Omar got not got. coming. Omar no. Omar not coming. Omar not coming. Omar not no. coming. Got bot. Yeah, you you've seen the wire. Though. I have seen okay. the wire. I, just, uh, I, hope, I hope I didn't ruin that for you. I can't find a good. Out. I think I'm, the show's over. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit the button. Bye. Go by. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough pod. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with justin and my least favorite man on the planet christoph and Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. You saw what the McMahon family did for Daniel Bryan to turn him into a business acceptable contender. Here's what we'll do for you. We can turn you into a corporate entity that people will respect, will fear, and will pay attention to. Someone that draws money. Someone that sells merchandise. Someone to be one note. Someone to shove down the crowd's throats. So you've got long hair, and you can bounce around the ring in exciting ways. What you need is jean shorts, colorful t-shirts, and a salute. Let's just say you're an indie darling, and people are really looking forward to your debut. El Generico. Here's what you need. A bright t-shirt, the most generic of salutes, and jean shorts. McMahon McMakeovers. We have Arizona jeans on speed dial. Now say you're someone in a tag team that was really lighting up the indie circuit, and you're looking to make it in the big league. We'll fire your partner, give you a salute, slap a colorful t-shirt on you and give you the freshest pair of jean shorts you've ever seen or say you have thousands of moves everything from figure four leg locks missile drop kicks brain busters to shooting star presses plus great greco-roman mat skills that's not what you need what you need is a shoulder tackle a bright t-shirt a salute and some jean shorts mcmahon mcmakeovers no color is too bright no salute too generic no shorts undenimed Maybe you're stewing, brooding, dark, mysterious character from Parts Unknown, whose backstory people are dying to know more about. Well, how about we send you off to visit some sick kids, give them a salute and a bright color t-shirt, and you're going to be wearing jean shorts. At McMahon McMakeovers, we can turn you into who we need you to be. McMahon McMakeovers. <laughs> <laughs>